You are now listening to Zakaic Podcast, proclaiming Jesus as Savior, Healer, Sanctifier, and Coming King. To God be the glory. We thank the Lord for the rain. Palakpakan po natin ang Panginoon. Dahil parang nagrarasyon na tayo sa Sambuanga City, but hopefully that rain was able to help uh, us, especially the if affected areas. We also would like to thank God for the answers to our prayers in behalf of the Kamakop General Assembly. Ang iba nakauwi na, others are still in their way. Our companions are still in Dumaguete City, so please pray for safe travel. Um, many of them will cross the sea and uh, medyo malakas ang hangin kagabi. Let's pray for safety upon each one of them. Uh, there were more or less 3,000 who participated in the General Assembly and perhaps next Sunday we can have a short report on what transpired during the 57th General Assembly. It was a meaningful time for all of us, uh, especially as we go back to our respective places of assignments being refreshed by the presence of God. Perhaps some of you still remember Judge Manny Sabilio. Nasa Bohol na siya ngayon. But when he was here in Sambuanga City, during one of our conversations, he mentioned to me a story about one of his clients. Na meron daw siyang isang client na very rich, a woman, a widow, marami siyang property. If you have been to Karuhatan, Valenzuela, Metro Manila, you are familiar with MacArthur Highway and the North Luzon Expressway, andun yung mga property ng babae. But she was worried because according to, he, to her, what if when I die, my children, grandchildren, nieces, nephews, brothers, and sisters will fight over my property? Yun ang problema pag may property ka, no? Pero katulad sa amin na walang property, wala kami problema ang ganyan. So she went to Attorney Manny Sabilio and asked for legal advice. May mga lawyers man tayo dito. And Manny, Attorney Manny Sabilio said, what can I do for you? Uh, sabi niya, Attorney, I'm worried that when I die, my children, grandchildren, and other relatives will fight. Uh, baka yung iba merong maraming makuha, yung iba naman wala. So, Attorney Manny Sabilio said, what do you want me to do? Do you want us to transfer your property to them while you are still alive? If that is possible, sabi ng babae, pero hindi natin sila sasabihan. So, they divided the property to all the children, grandchildren, nephews, nieces, but they kept the titles in the safety deposit box in the bank. Silang dalawa lang nakakaalam. 
And the woman wrote her will, uh, notarized by attorney Manny Sabilio. And when she died, about 10 years later, she died. Attorney Manny went to Manila, pinatawag siya. And he, he took care of everything, the funeral services, the banquet after the funeral. But he noticed that there was tension among the, the heirs. Because the mother died, the grandmother died. Alam nila marami siyang property, but they did not know where the documents were at that time. But after the banquet, Attorney Manny Sabilio read the will. Isa-isa. Binigyan ng parte. And they were given land titles. Ang saya-saya ng mga anak. Mga apo, nieces and nephews, brothers and sisters. Because they were given, each of them, hindi na sila mag-aaway-aaway. So maganda yung ginawa ng old woman. At kung kayo po ay merong malaking ari-arian, at gusto niyong i-divide na sa mga anak niyo, pwede niyong gawin. At kung may sobra, pwede niyo akong partihan kahit konti lang. But this was the concern of the old woman. Ayaw niyang mawala siya sa mundo that she would leave this world and she has not done arrangement or preparations for those who would be left behind. So you can just imagine the joy that was in the hearts of Everybody in that room, when everyone was given an inheritance. Now, if that woman was concerned about what she would leave behind, our Lord Jesus Christ was even more concerned after He rose from the dead and before He ascended into heaven, He made arrangements for the believers that as they continue with their lives in this world, that they are not alone. Let's look at John chapter 21, verses 1 to 25. Medyo mahaba itong passage na babasahin natin. But uh, just to give us a big picture, John 21, verses 1 to 25. Afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, also known as Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and the two other disciples were together. I am going out to fish, Simon Peter told them. And they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, Friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, Throw your net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, It is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him, for he had taken it off, and jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, 
for they were not far from shore, about a hundred yards. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals there with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish you have just caught. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, 150, but even with so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared ask, me, ask him, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, and gave it to them, and did the same with the fish. This was how the third time, now the third time, that Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than this? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. Peter turned and saw that the disciple whom Jesus loved was following them. This was the one who had leaned back against Jesus at the supper and had said, Lord, who is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he said, Lord, what about him? Jesus answered, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? You must follow me. Because of this, the rumor spread among the believers that this disciple would not die. But Jesus did not say that he would not die. He only said, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? This is the disciple who testifies to these things and who wrote them down. We know that his testimony is true. Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. May God bless us upon the reading of his words. This is unique to Christianity. No other religious leader did this. That before he left his followers, he made arrangements so that they will be sustained. And Jesus asked Simon Peter after they were able to have a huge catch after they were fed physically. Do you love me more than this? And I believe the same question is being posed on us today. After we have accumulated things, after we have achieved many things, our God is asking a question, do you love me more than this? 
because it is very easy to be sidetracked, especially when there are material things around us. And when Simon Peter answered, Yes, Lord, I love you, and Jesus made the instruction, Feed my sheep. Very clear instruction. Feed my sheep. And this is the model that Jesus showed to them that those who are mature, those who are stronger, should feed those who are younger and those who are weak so that they will become stronger and they will grow mature and in turn, they feed others. Ganyan po ang model. Wala nang ibang model na pinakita ang Diyos sa atin is that we feed the believers. We are being fed ourselves but we also feed. And I, I really like the model, if you're familiar with campus ministries such as Campus Crusade for Christ, InterVarsity Christian Fellowship, Lakasan Khan, Philippine Student Alliance Lay Movement, that when a freshman would accept the Lord Jesus Christ, a sophomore student would instruct that student in the ways of God and when he becomes sophomore, hahanap na naman siya ng freshman that siya na naman ang bigyan niya ng instruction as he is being fed, he is also feeding others. And through the first 300 years of the history of the church, which was very difficult, the only thing that sustained them was the copying of the scriptures and I cannot imagine how they did that because they were scattered. As I have mentioned, that all the disciples except James died outside of Jerusalem. They were far from each other. How in the world were they able to copy the books of the Bible? They were running from their enemies for 300 years. They were hiding and yet there were people who dedicated their lives to the copying of the scriptures somewhere in the scrolls. The Old Testament was written in Hebrew and Aramaic. It was to be translated to Greek. And the New Testament that was written in Greek was now translated into Latin because when the Roman Empire was there, they spoke Latin and not Greek. And so for 300 years, the scripture was copied and copied and copied and my mind cannot comprehend how they did that because the printing machine was only invented in the 1500s which means that for 1,500 years all the books in the scriptures were copied by hand. By hand. And what was the purpose? So that the Word of God, the written Word of God can be given to feed the believers. There were no strategies. There were no programs during that time. The only way that the, God, the people of God could be sustained is by feeding. And when the empire under Emperor Constantine became Christian, they experienced a brief time of, uh, of freedom, a brief time of 
going around and sharing the gospel. But then, 400 years later, after Jesus Christ ascended into heaven, another calamity came when the Germanic tribes crossed over to the western section of the empire and they destroyed churches, killed thousands of believers, burned the scriptures. How was the scripture preserved at that time? We thank God for people like the Augustinian monks. I don't know if some of you are familiar with these uh, brothers. The Benedictine monks, they live up in the mountains. Nobody can touch them. And they spent years in copying the books of the scriptures. If without them, the scriptures could have been destroyed because the Germanic tribes, when they crossed over, they destroyed everything. But then later on, the Germanic tribes that destroyed the church were evangelized because the copies of the Bible were translated into Germanic dialects. This Bible, this book has been translated over and over again. From the Latin Vulgate, it was translated to German, to the Dutch, to the people in Norway, Sweden, and other places. In fact, this book has been translated to thousands of dialects all over the world. And the purpose of that was to feed the believers of the written word of God. About two years ago, we were in Malayal. Uh, we attended a commissioning service of the new translation of the New Testament to Subano, Western Subano. We have translations in Cebuano, Ilocano, Tagalog, and all the dialects. In fact, the most important translation of the Bible is to Chinese. Because China has so many thousands of Christians today who love to receive the Word of God. And in Iran, this is translated into Farsi. That's the language of the people in Iran so that they will be fed and that they will continue serving the Lord through the centuries. We thank God for people who are, are gifted with the resources, gifted with the love of God, that they're willing to give everything they have. I mentioned the Gideons. I know some of our members here are members of the Gideons. They spend their own money printing Bibles, distributing them in hospitals, military camps, prison cells. Years ago, I heard about a group called Operation Phillips. And the calling of that group was to bring the scriptures to every living room, every home for Christ. And so these people are gifted by God with resources and the love for God so that the believers will be fed. But that is only one half of the story. Because the written word through the centuries was able to feed the minds and the hearts of the believers all over the world. This is the only thing that sustained the believers. But if God is concerned about the mind and the heart, 
He is also concerned with the body. And what I'm going to tell you today is not very popular among the evangelical people. But let me read first John chapter 6, beginning with verse 41. John 6, beginning with verse 41. At this, the Jews began to grumble about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, Is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he now say, I came down from heaven? Stop grumbling among yourselves, Jesus answered. No one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him. And I will raise him up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, they will all be taught by God. Everyone who listens to the Father and learns from Him comes to me. No one has seen the Father except the one who is from God. Only He has seen the Father. I tell you the truth. He who believes has everlasting life. I am the bread of life. Your forefathers ate the manna in the desert, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which a man may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Then the Jews began to argue sharply among themselves. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him. Just as the Father, living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Your forefathers ate manna and died. But he who feeds on this bread will live forever. These are the words of Jesus Christ. But we don't talk about this many times in the evangelical circles. Na kailangan natin kainin yung flesh ni Jesus at inumin yung kanyang blood. We don't talk about that because alam ko may reason tayo. Just as I mentioned two Sundays ago, the reason why we do not mention this is because this was abused, misused many times in the past. Corruption and abuses set in because of this. Can you imagine 
if I have the power to change the bread into actual flesh of Jesus, I have the power to change the wine into actual blood of Jesus, I have the power to control. If I don't like you, I will not give it to you. But if you can pay me, makakabayad ka, then bibigyan kita. That gives me the power, and that was abused many times in the past. And people became very rich because they give to those they like, and they do not give to those they do not like. But abuses and corruption does not nullify the truth. And the truth is, God feeds us in our minds, in our hearts, through the written word. But He feeds our bodies through the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. And this has a profound meaning for us believers that when the body and blood of Jesus enters our bodies, it is a nourishment to our bodies. Our bodies have been polluted by sin. And the moment the body and blood of Jesus Christ enters our bodies, He said, you have everlasting life. Whoever eats of my flesh and drinks of my blood, I will raise him at the last day. And I believe that we who, in, who are in the evangelical circles should start offering this food and drink. Kasi marami sa atin when we partake of the communion, parang memorial lang siya, remembrance, and the elements really have no meaning. In fact, some, in some churches, after the communion, I Ilamang kaunon o imnon tong nabilin nga mga bread o no sacredness at all. If this is the body and blood of Christ, then there should be respect and honor that when it enters our bodies, it provides nourishment and this body will be strengthened because of the presence of the body and blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ made it very clear, feed my sheep. Feed them with the written word so that their minds and their hearts will be filled, but feed them with the body and blood of Christ. And this is what I want to see in the Alliance churches, that the body and blood of Christ will be made available every day to those who need it. Although I know it's difficult to change practices that we have done for many years, but it would be a great service to the believers when they come. Their bodies are in need of God's touch. And we tell them by the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ, this bread is the body of Christ and this cup is the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, which leads us to a very important thing. And that is, if we partake of the body of Christ and the blood of Christ, we should not pollute our bodies by partaking of food 
and drinks that are offered to spirits. Ito kasi ang problema ng mga Pilipino. They come to church, they partake of the body and blood of Christ. Next day, may fiesta. My question, will you go there and eat and drink? The second question, to whom are the food and drinks offered? If the food and drinks are offered to spirits, stay away. Never partake of anything that is offered to spirits, but if it is for the birthday of a beloved loved one, eat all you can. If it is the birthday of a righteous person in the past, that's okay. That's to honor him. But if they offer to spirits and you know it, stay away. Because when you partake of the body and blood of Jesus Christ, and you also partake of food and drinks offered to spirits, you pollute your body. And you are doing harm to your body. And since we are being fed by the Lord Jesus Christ through the written word and through the living word, let us keep our bodies unpolluted by food and drinks that are being offered to spirits and demons. There was a lady who enrolled at Mount Apo Alliance Bible College several years ago. After her graduation from high school, she went straight to Maabsi because she accepted the Lord Jesus Christ and she wanted to serve the Lord full-time. But when she arrived in the Bible college, every month she was sick and she could not understand it. And doctors are confused why she would have that sickness every month and she would not be able to attend classes. She was way behind in her requirements. And then one spiritual emphasis week, there was an altar call. And this lady came forward because she was struggling. She wanted to be well. She wanted to focus her mind in serving God. But she could not because of this problem. And when she was asked, uh, saan ka pala galing? And she belongs to an uh, indigenous people. Galing siya sa bundok. And when she was in elementary and high school, she came down from the mountain and studied uh, in the town. But since she had no relatives, someone offered, dito ka na lang sa bahay, tulungan mo lang ako dito sa gawaing bahay, then you can go to school. Uh, natuwa naman itong bata. She was there, she was provided with everything, she could go to school. Ang hindi niya alam, the woman whom she was living with was a witch. Lahat ng kinakain ng witch offered to spirits, binigay din sa kanya. She was ignorant about it. She ate everything that was offered to her. That's why when she was in Bible school, there was a power struggle. Here, she wanted to serve God, but inside her were food and drinks that were offered to spirits. Right there, she knelt down 
and she rejected all the things of darkness, all spirits of darkness. And when she went home to the dormitory, sumakit yung kanyang tiyan. She went to the CR and ang daming lumabas sa kanyang katawan. And you may not believe this, but one of the things that came out of her body was live cockroaches. Be very careful. What you eat and drink, now that you are being fed by the body and blood of Jesus, do not pollute your body by partaking of food and drinks that are offered to spirits because God has already made arrangement for you. You will be fed with the written word of God. Your mind and your heart will be fulfilled, will be filled with blessings and your body. As you partake of the body and blood of Christ, you will experience blessings that God has prepared for you. To God be the glory. You just heard the message from Zumbuanga City Alliance Evangelical Church. We hope that it will help you in your journey with the Lord Jesus Christ. For more updates, you can follow us in our social media platforms in Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Zekayak Ministries. See you there!